Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. I grind every day just so I can live a better life. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. And the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 at 1280 The Zone, live at the Dish Professionals, 80th South and State. Call them now, 801-424-DISH. If you sign up during the show today, you'll get $100 cash back. You'll also be entered to win $1,000. Uh, Ryan doing a giveaway after two weeks. So now is the time to sign up, uh, 801-424-DISH. Let's get out to the Zone phone. Joining us now, the TV play-by-play voice of the Utah Jazz. He is Craig Bowlerjack. What's going on, Bowler? Jake Gordon, how are you? Hey, we're doing terrific, Buller. How are you? You feeling rested? I'm I'm bummed that uh, you guys couldn't do the last couple of games, but it must have been must have been nice at the same time to to get a little time home. Yeah, yeah. In the middle of this season, you know, it's been kind of cool, fast, and furious, but fatiguing. But you know what? I can give up one game. I get it. But two, come on, come on, come on. You're starting to feel. Useless? What? Yeah, like you know, thrown to the curb. No, it's uh, it, it's it's uh, it's good. You know, I get it. And I always people always say, "Hey, look, it's on national television." I said, "I know," but you know, NBA league pass is pretty much uh, the same thing. But I get it. I get it. So it's you know what? First game, uh, shorthanded last night. Got some uh, firepower back and uh, Gobert's you know presence inside and. I was glad to see them basically uh, take care of things, you know, until late in the fourth quarter. And, you know, some of the young guys got some some minutes. So it looked a little closer than actually it was, but a good win. Uh, it's hard to beat. I think the Lakers are to test. Hard to beat any team twice, three times, you know, and there's these two-game series going around the league all, all season long. So uh, it was good that the Jazz bounced back. And uh, they're in Houston, and tomorrow night we're back at it against the Rockets who are just, you know, waiting for <laughs> – Waiting for the lottery. I mean, that's kind of the way it is. But you have to always say beware, right? Because they're in the league for a reason. And as Jerry Sloan always said, man, there's uh, 29 teams uh, looking for players. And so uh, just go play your game and come back home and and, uh, hopefully get it done. Paul Lord, did you have any idea that Joe Ingles was going to be as good as he is? Oh, my gosh. Look, uh, no. You know, Doc Rivers paid him a great compliment when he had to cut him. And said, "Look, it's just a guy that we were we didn't want to, you know, to, to, to get away from us." And the Jazz, you know, obviously jumped in. You know, I, I tell you honestly, at first it was almost like Joe was there to help Dante transition from a young teenager into a young adult NBA player. 
And I think we kind of all thought, okay, I get it, two Australians and, you know, Joe can mentor him. But, you know, I think there's a couple of guys on this team that continue to, to surprise me. And I think it's a great, uh, you know, testament to how the Jazz, you know, work their their players and also develop those players and Jake and Gordo, I tell you, you know, Mike Conley, I never thought could get better in his 14th year in the league, but I think the proof is right here, right before us. And I think it's the same with Joe at 33. I mean, he's playing his best basketball. He runs the point with confidence. Um, I'll be honest, I think he's crafty. He plays the angles. Uh, he is so confident with a three-point shot, but never is he so focused on his own three-pointer that he can't find that seam to get the ball into somebody else's hands. He's crafty. I mean, you can use all the, <laughs> all the, I guess, cliches you want, but Joe's Joe. I mean, this guy will go down in jazz history, in my opinion, as a fan favorite for sure. But also, if I had to, you know, if I saw him, and I think he'd laugh. I mean, you know, he's on PK and DJ, DJ and PK, you know, every week and, you know, we always talk about slow-mo Joe, but, God, there's just something about his rhythm that's difficult to handle as a defender. And also, he gets into your head. That's the other part of it. He's mentally tough, and he'll give you that snarl, and you just go, whoa. And, you know, Joe's on edge, but it also makes him a better player, and I think the, you know, the, team, the team kind of follows along. But I've been, I've been excited the way that he's played. He can hit multiple positions, play multiple positions, one, two, uh, the three come off the bench. He can start, and he's an impact guy. So that's my speech. My speech on Joe Ingles. I think he's one of the most valuable guys in the league. At least what I, Gordo. I guess the thing is, it fits. He fits exactly what the Jazz need in this Quinn Snyder system, and he um, he's continued to get better as the years go on. Bowler, how do, important do you think the number one seed is? I've been asked that a lot on some other, you know, just around the country. And I, I look, I still think it plays a big role. Uh, I still think the Lakers and Clippers, I think the Suns want it as well, and they should. Uh, it's a younger team, and they've got the veteran Chris Paul, but very much like the Jazz in some ways, a little faster with the, with the guard line. But, and they like to, you know, the pace is insane at times, and, and the Jazz have issues with that. But I think in a seven-game series, if it goes seven, I think it's it's ultra important. Uh, how would the Jazz had fared in 97 and 98 with a seventh game at home uh, versus uh, Chicago? I don't know. We'll never know. But I, I think it comes into play, and I think it does with this fan base because as because they are an impact with the energy they bring. Um, I think the Lakers, the Clippers, and probably the Nets aren't that focused on it. They'll just go out and play. I just saw Harden has had a setback in Brooklyn, so that may impact you know the Nets, whether Philly's in one or however it works out. But you know, as these games click away really fast, each one plays a, a more interesting role. But you know, I'm not sure what Quinn would say. That's not, it's a good question, Jake, to ask uh, prior to more, tomorrow night. I think I know what the answer is. He says, look, we just want to get better. We've heard that right, Jake. Uh, on, and, Gordo, you've been doing some post game lately, and that's kind of what we've heard all year. Look, we don't look ahead much. We want to be just a good, better, a get, get, get better. 
but I still think in the back of everybody's mind, I think that that one seed, man, all the way through, uh, that could be the difference maker, in my opinion, with this team. You know, you don't have the big three, and you know, no one is you know brags about that as they can in Brooklyn or uh, L.A. Uh, Lakers and Clippers, but look, the Jazz are solid, man. You got three All Stars. You do it as a team, but I still think the energy of what the Jazz fans give, and it's been here a long time with Carl and John, all the way back to the Salt Palace days. You can feed off of it. You can also intimidate your opponent, and I think it does play a big factor for Utah. Well, Laura, I've asked you this question before, but I asked the same question of DJ earlier on the show. And he, his answer, I thought, was pretty interesting. I want to get your thought on it. He said, I asked him what the, the weakness that stands out on this team. There have been so many high marks, uh, uh-huh. and, and, but what's the weakness? And he said, well, he said, he said uh, that they, they don't really have a leader on the team who has done it before, who has been there before in the playoffs, going deep mm-hmm. into the playoffs, contending. Right, right. That was pretty, that was pretty interesting uh, point of view. What do you think of that? Well, I think there's two things. I can't disagree with him. I think, again, it's all a process. And you look at the teams that are vying for titles, all have guys who have been there. Uh, have they, you know, Durant had to go someplace else to win it, right, out of OKC, and Harden is chasing it. A lot of guys do. Blake Griffin chasing it. Um, And the Jazz are in a process, I think, of taking those steps. And last year, I think Donovan would. I would disagree in some ways that Donovan is a leader. And, yes, they have tasted the ugliness of defeat after being up 3-1. Now, look, teams, you know, can wither or they can say, no, that will not happen again. And that's what Donovan echoed. And I think Joe feels the same way. Mike uh, is chasing something as well. And as a team, they see the ability to do it. Um, But I would think the other part of the weakness of the Jazz for me would just be taking on the teams of like uh, the Suns um, even, um, yeah, the downhill of LeBron, if he's healthy back in the day, I'm not sure he turns it on and off, but I think they do struggle. In fact, I know they struggle with teams that get back and run it down their throats off a missed three. Cause that ball kicks hard, Jake, as you and Tim have talked a lot about is that that ball is on almost to center court or at the three point uh, circle. And it's like, bang gone and you have got to be so um you know you have to remind yourself that you've got another job to do if the shot doesn't go in it's easy when the ball goes in because they have to take it out of the basket but i think the jazz will make adjustments but there are fast guard lines in this league portland comes to mind as well with lillard and mccullum and i think the jazz struggle there um so if you would, by chance, if the if the Western Conference stays as it is and everything works out, it would be the Jazz and the Suns, right? One, two. And I think it would be a heck of a series, but also the pace of the, of the of the Suns and the speed of still Chris Paul. It still stuns me at 35. The guy still has the ability to run and push, and Booker can run as fast as anybody in this league. So we saw it with Westbrook. And the Wizards, same type of situation, same similarities. So I would think that is a little bit more concerning to me. I think the leadership actually is there. 
they're growing into it. Have they been to the top? No. Have they been to the Western Conference Finals? No. But you know what? you got to get there sometime and learn, right? And so what better time than now? Greg Bowlerjack is with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, Bowler, this is not a jazz question, but you have covered the NBA for a long, long time. Have you seen very many players play as well as Steph Curry is playing right now? No, it's insane. Talked to a couple guys today, um, and maybe the the best shooter of all time. And look, people are going to you know disagree with you know. Look, you can talk clutch. That's another category. But in the sense of the ability to hit a shot on any spot on the floor and how deep he can go, I don't. We we haven't seen it. And he's the most confident guy, even in the crowd. Look, Harden has shots. Westbrook, when he's on, he can hit crazy shots, too. MJ was unbelievable in the clutch. And LeBron, look, all these guys are in the discussion. But I think he owns how he changed this game, and that is the three. Look where this league is today, Jake. Man, where's it going? I mean, are the Jazz going to be putting up, you know? I mean, how many – what's the limit? What is yeah. the limit in the three in the three point category? I don't know. I mean, is it fifty a night? Is that going to be the norm? Is fifty five? You know, is it sixty five percent of your of your shot attempts going to be threes? I don't know where it's going, and I'm not really sure where the fans are. I know they like the high scoring, but if it's just a three point barrage, I still I like I like the mid range game. I think the floaters got. All the you know all the impacts to, to loosen up a defense with a, a guard penetrating the paint and dropping it in. I uh, still like some post play and getting down on the post. We're getting away from it fast, by the way, and it's all about the three. And I don't know if the if the NBA is going the four point line or not. If that's the case, it's just going to be nothing but you know like trying to shoot ducks at a at a carnival, right? <laughs> Off the range with a pellet gun. I mean, that's what it feels like to me at times. But man, it can sure turn the game upside down one way or the other. If you miss, you could be you're in trouble. If you make them, you can absolutely dominate a team if they don't have shooters. And the Jazz do. But when the three's not working, you can tell it's a struggle because you have to adjust and you have to find something else like Bogey has of late to take it to the rim and score. Use your body, use your size. And I've seen him help help his game the last week and a half by doing exactly that. And that, to me, has been a good thing. You've got to adjust. And if you can't, uh, then you're going to kind of, you know, lose a lot of ball games if you can't get out of the three-point rut or rut that you may be in. We've, uh, we've often talked about what's the difference between the Jazz when they're shooting the ball the way they were last night. You know, they 57% and 50, almost 50% from three. And... And you know, some nights they they can't hit anything. No. And I thought I thought Quinn Snyder after the game last night really addressed that. At least speaking to the success last night, he said they got to their spots and yeah. the ball moved. They he said they we got to the three point uh, arc and we got uh, points at the rim, and, and he said those were both high percentage situations. And uh, boy, they sure did last night, didn't they? Well, I tell you, Gordo, look at the number that tells you that why Quinn probably felt that way because they hit, they, they, they tossed 29 assists out to a multiple amount of players. And Conley's had a great run of late 
you know, he goes double-double again with 14 points and 10 assists. Uh, you know, Gobert had his 10 rebounds, you know, three or four under his average. But if you look at the assists, five by O'Neal, four by Bogey. Wow, five by Joe. Then the 10 by, by Conley. So, yeah, the starting five had it going. I mean, that's just the way it was last night. And, you know, you get 22 from Clarkson off the bench on just 14 shots. He's a high-volume guy, but that's still a pretty doggone productive night for him uh, and hitting a pair of threes, too. So, yeah, when it works, it's a beautiful thing. But when it when it stalls, like you said, Gordon uh, and Jake, you, you guys, again, I'm, I'm always listening to you on the way home and listening to the postgame sound. You know, what What some of the questions the media asked via Zoom is, what happened tonight? Well, we, we didn't move the ball. And moving the ball means, you know, the blender is, 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 the, is the key word here. And that's what Quinn likes to use, move it, move it. And the ball barely touches a player's hand until it's out to somebody else looking for the open shot. And that's what the Jazz did uh, last night. I mean, they look good. And, man, when you hit – you know, in the high 50s and flirting with 60%, you're not going to lose any games. Very few uh, with that. And the Jazz had a perfect line. Look, they missed one free throw. They hit 15 threes out of 33 attempts. A low number, by the way. And they put up 43 of 75. I'm looking. I tell you, the box score is a great thing when you can knock out numbers. But that's a heck of a line last night, plus the 29 assists. And I still think if if you want to discuss issues, Maybe again, you got to peel a few more turnovers off that number at times, especially live ball. That'd be another one. I'm sure DJ, you guys would agree. There's some nights that just those turnovers come at the most inopportune times, and what could be a five point lead turns out to be a, a little mini six zero run by the opponent. And all that work you put into it, all of a sudden evaporates with a couple of miscues. So those are three things I think are going to play big issues for the Jazz in postseason. I hope you don't mind if I sneak one more in, and this is going to blindside you a little bit, Bowler, but I'm curious to know some of the Jazz players have uh, tweeted out uh, positive uh, reactions to the guilty verdicts today. Yeah. I wonder. I wondered if you had a thought on, on that proceeding. Well, you know, again, sometimes people say, you know, sports and, and politics don't mix, but this isn't really a political issue. It's, well, some people would say it is, but it's a, it's a social issue. This is something that uh, the black athlete uh, has been, you know, fighting for for decades, uh, eons. It seems like to me. And you know, for me, the, the the verdict is something the jury saw. They they saw the. You know, this is something too, guys. That I guess for me, you know, as I get older, is that you know, no one had cell phones or body cameras. You know during trials it was it was trial by testimony and some forensics but now we're in a world where all of us see it right and you see the aggression you see it and and you hear it and it was one of the most moving trials and i watched a large percentage of it but i can understand the elation because i think the jury got it right I mean, and I think even the Minneapolis Police Department said the same thing. Look, I, you can't go out and say black, white. If that was a white man down, it'd be this, you know, and I saw the same thing. It would be, I would feel the same thing. And I think the video that we all witnessed told the story and the jury, the jury agreed. 
And that's that's what we are as a country is take it to trial. Let 12 of your peers decide. And that's the verdict today. And I can understand how the players feel because it's, it's been a, a very racially, uh, let's just say we've had tension that goes beyond the norm racially. And I think there's some vindication in the African community today that justice prevailed. That's kind of my take of what I've seen and heard and what I've been watching on, on, on television today. Uh, it's an ugly scene. You don't want it to happen, but it has. You hope it doesn't again. But um, it's a difficult topic to talk about. But one, I think, that, again, the lesson I learned talking to Thurl and Ron Boone during the bubble and Black Lives Matter is that it has to be discussed. It has to be a topic that we are able to have with with ourselves to be educated and to go out and not have to have fisticuffs, but just really straight up conversation. And I've learned a lot from Big T and, and Ron Boone, honestly. And I hope they've learned something from me because we ask questions. And I have found this past year to be with COVID and Black Lives Matter and all the issues in this country, man, I've learned a lot. And I've just tried to listen and take in and educate myself the best I can. Doesn't well, mean I know much more. I'm just trying. I'm trying. And I think that's what we all try to do. Or I'm, I'm hoping we all try to do. Here, here. Couldn't agree more, Bowler. And thank you very much, as always, for jumping on with us. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Bowler. That's a tough to, you know, I wanted to end on, like, asking – Gordo, man, if he's got any wedding rings that need to be cleaned. But um, <laughs> after that last segment, you know, I didn't know what to do. But, no, it's a have serious. You ever, have you ever lost your wedding ring, Roller? Uh No, 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 I have not. Has your bride? Uh, no. I, if we can, if you, if you need a levity second, do you have a second? Uh, is that yeah. okay? Sure. With, with, uh, with my man there in the booth? <laughs> do you have a levity second? Like a minute, uh, 30 seconds, I can tell a quick story. Were you yeah. Yes. They're all good. All right, pal. So here's, Gordon, no. Okay. First wedding ring I bought, I kind of got, I think, shysted a little bit. I won't name the company. But, I, you know, I'm a young guy buying the first ring. Well, little did I know that it turned my bride's finger a year later black. Oh, no. And it was, it was a scammy kind of uh, not a good – let's just say it was maybe dipped in gold <laughs> – but it really wasn't the real deal. And I was never more like, what the, what, what? Now the diamond, <laughs> you, I had to have it you, tested to make sure that it wasn't made out of like, you know, pop bottle glass, you know? Did you buy it on a street corner somewhere? No, no, I bought it legit. And it just was not good. I think they broke it open when I actually took it to another jeweler and it was made out of, well, less than quality material. Oh. So had to buy another. And um, that's my story for the day. Levity, right? <laughs> Wasn't funny at the time, but I can laugh at it now. Ah, yeah. Funny ah, now. Yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Your joke's on you, pal. But did, no, that, did that additional ring cost you a lot of money, Bull? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what? When you're a newlywed and you just, you know, you're you're making it and, you know, you're trying to make it. <laughs> but no, later on down the road, that one cost me a little bit more. Yeah. 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 Thank you, Bowler. We appreciate it. Glad you're back in the good graces. 
Oh, yeah. Thank you, guys. <laughs> hey, look, man, tomorrow night, Rockets, join us 7 o'clock. No, is it 7? i got to make sure. 6. 6 with, o'clock. Uh, yeah, 6 o'clock, Tip. Jake, I don't even know what day it is. They come at <laughs> you so brother. fast. I don't even know what <laughs> day it is. But uh, I know we got one tomorrow night, so it's good to be back at it. Thanks, Bowler. All right, see you soon. There's our good friend Craig Bowler, Jack, uh, television voice of the Utah Jazz. Catch him on AT&T Sportsnet. I, I was going to make a joke, Ryan, but we, we ran up uh, against time there with Bowler. We're, well, I was going to tell him we're doing the good work. We're helping people watch him. Yeah. No, we're helping Bowler <laughs> have viewers. That's uh, that's the goal. You know, I love it. Uh, he's like, it gets lost in all these games because it's a, uh, like, I have to schedule my evenings around uh around these games i've never done this before where it's just like every okay fast so, and furious so man. tonight I've, I've got i'm free i can do as much as i want tomorrow night i got the game i want to watch it and it's it's an awesome time it's crazy i mean it's it's so many games and so many nights and the jazz are good people want to watch and I, I i can't believe there are still folks out there putting up with not you know not being able to see it yeah, it's a couple bucks a day. That's all it costs. Uh, you know, it's it. You can do and Dish is the only company that does this. You can do an OTA adapter, which allows you to opt out of the local channels, and you can get the the 200 plus channel package without the locals for right about 60 bucks a month. Uh, it's 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 remarkable. That that's that's cheap. So you're getting all the games. That'll get you the Pac-12 network. Sweet. That, so that'll get you everything you need. You get the award-winning hopper, and then you uh, just have an off-air antenna for your locals. Um, and that's just an option Dish has done to take that 12 bucks off because they're actually, from what I'm getting told, some markets they're paying upwards of $15 to broadcast the locals. So wow. to give the customers an option, you know, if, in especially Salt Lake Valley, Tooele, like you can – you can see those ochres. You can get your local channels uh, for free, and, and Dish is the only company. Cable doesn't do that. DirecTV doesn't do that. They go, hey, you want to take them off? Perfect. Take them off. We'll give you a way to put them right on your TV. And it, it integrates into the guide, and you can record off of it, everything. It's super slick how it works. See, this is what I love about you guys. You you will help our listeners get what they want out of the out of the television package. And we'll, and we'll get to the extras because they're amazing right now. Trust me. But mm-hmm. but you guys are really good at that. You can come in with a specific, this is what I want out of it, and you guys will take care of it. Because I, like, I don't talk about price a lot on the radio. It's, you don't hear me rattle off prices very often. Because it's, I think it's become more important to me to to kind of talk about what you get from Dish. Yeah. Um, with you know the twenty things, the the bigger DVR, the the sports bar mode, the voice remote, all these different things they've added in there. But you know, occasionally we get these customers that call up and they're like, "I will not spend this much money, but I'll spend this much money." But I won't, and and that's where Dish has given us some flexibility of how we can put stuff together to make it work. But uh, if you're listening and you're the cord cutter, this is your opportunity because you can take advantage, get set up with the, the world's best DVR, best system, uh, JD power number uh, three years in a row. Number one, uh, over cust- overall customer satisfaction. It's a two year price guarantee, two years of credits, movie channels. If you're 55 and older, first responder, military, this list is crazy long. Um, hospital worker, school teacher now, all of those you get like free pay-per-view movies Sweet. every single month. And then Dish's uh, partnership with Google, they want to they make this um, 
this this smart home stuff just a reality and it's all integrated with dish and so you can get the iq camera 299 dollars smart home camera yeah, um, you can point it out your backyard you can put it in your front yard your living room whatever you want um, you get that free um, plus we're doing a hundred dollars cash back today only with the remote and then you get entered to win a grand. Amazing, amazing. Now is the time. We've been saying it all day, but it is that good. You get 100 bucks cash back. You get entered to win that $1,000. Uh, the free equipment, I mean, it, this is it. 801-424-DISH. Yeah. Call now. Call now. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280. The Zone.